Blog Talk Radio. Delvin was just um, stating his point. So go ahead, Delvin. We'll um, continue with that. 
Yes, you know, um, I, I'm pretty sure McGregor, he's already spoken on the fact that he can take a um, Mayweather punch feeling. Mayweather hasn't knocked anyone out in some odd several years or whatever the case may be. But I, I was I was making a point with a guy today. I was telling him, I have a three-year-old son. Barring the fact, you, you sit and let my three-year-old son hit you in your, in his, in your face. You, I'm just, it's nothing you can do. I don't care. Everybody have a button. Yeah. So Conor McGregor want to go and feel like he's invincible, thinking Floyd is just going to give him little patty cake punches just to give a punch. Okay, let's see. Saturday is right around the corner. <laughs> now, Todd, what's your take on the on the McGregor Mayweather fight? Well, I mean, like I said, like I said from the beginning, I think it's going to be interesting. But I think what Conor McGregor don't understand, like UFC, you know, whatever they do, it's only for like what three, four rounds, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I now think you it's about five. Mhm. And it's like three I minutes mean, or something like that. Yeah. So now you, first of all, you finna have to. This man been doing this since God knows when. <laughs> so now you in his, you in his ring. That he done mastered the art of, of figuring it out. So this ain't one we're gonna fight today, then we're gonna fight again tomorrow, and we're gonna fight again after that. Like pretty much. Like this in my eyes, this might be a one and done. And I think Conor McGregor, you know, like I just heard, I think he kind of fooling himself to think that that Floyd is even gonna try to knock him out. I mean, you gotta chase this guy around for a very long time, man, and. To do that for 12 rounds, man, I don't know. As a top-shape athlete, I don't even think the best football player in the best shape can go 12 rounds with a boxer, with any boxer, let alone a UFC fighter who's not used to going over five rounds at best. I mean, practice is different from the actual event. It's a different emotion. It's a different type of ball game. And I think just off emotion alone is what's going to kill him. Let me let me read you guys the let me read you guys the actual odds that's that's actually happening right now as of August twenty first. Floyd Mayweather victory minus four hundred. So this, these are Vegas odds. Floyd Mayweather a victory for him is negative four hundred. Conor McGregor's victory margin is plus three hundred. A draw thirty three hundred thirty three hundred. Now how in the world? How in the world is this man the underdog? We're talking about 49 and 0. Have not lost a fight. 49 and 0. How is he the underdog in the sport that he's perfected? Because he's perfect right now. His record has no blemishes. He's he's perfected this thing. He's the underdog. With He's going against a person who isn't even a competitor in his sport right now. We're talking about an MMA fighter, a UFC fighter. So somebody explain that to me. I'm interested. Devin, what you got for me? Well, I I even hate to bring up the issue because they say we (laughs) always use it. Mm -hmm. But it's obvious. It's the obvious. You know what I mean? It's, It's them against us once again. If Floyd Mayweather have been the great, Let's say back Oscar De La Hoya, or should I say uh, one of the great Tommy Morrison's, or one of those guys. You think they will be pulling for the Irishman to beat the American? Absolutely. I, I'm just, I'm just gonna <laughs> put that out there. Mm-hmm. I so agree. It, to, it's just 
that's where it always lead to for me. Because it's no way on God's green earth when you telling me tell a little tape, you know, that this guy's even gonna stand a chance to be in this ring, like you guys say for twelve rounds, let alone with the greatest of the of his sport. Yeah, they gotta know something with they have to know something we don't know. Man, that that's a lot of knowing. Todd, what's your take on that? Just hearing the odds, hearing the numbers and you know, this man is the underdog. That's why you're saying Michael Jordan is the underdog of any game that he's played in in the prime of his career, whether he was retiring or not. We talking about the GOAT. So, you know, what what is what is your take on that? I agree. Like either Vegas is really, really smart or they definitely know something that we don't know. And I think for me, like I said, I'm not a gambling man. And if you are, I wouldn't take that fight for nothing. <laughs> because with them, because to me, with them doing something like that, already is a sign that you would make Floyd, you know, the underdog. It'd be different if the rules was a little different. Then I say, okay, he can kick, he can do um, submissive moves, he can do different things. But the fact that you have to stand up and box me, I don't know about that. Like to me, that's a little, that's a little shaky. So to the gambling man that's listening, good luck. <laughs> but and, and it's crazy what? because you know what? he's been the underdog since this fight was put out there. We're talking about Mayweather. He hasn't been ahead of the numbers at all. The only way he wins when it comes to the Vegas odds is when it's not even a win. We're talking about a draw. That's where they have him at. It's okay if he if it's a draw. That's not what we want to see. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I don't even think that's what we're going to see, to be honest. I think, <laughs> I think when it's all come, you know, when it's all said and done, McGregor's going to go home with the biggest payday that he could ever of his life. from any of Absolutely. And he's and he going to be good. Whether he win or lose, he's rich forever, hopefully. So, yeah, absolutely. What those odds also tell me, they're, they're setting up for some sequels and, you know, things of that nature. So, you know what I mean? How how could you put Floyd Mayweather underdog? That's that's the uh, biggest under. question I've ever seen a man in sports. <laughs> under. Underdog. Well, I'm telling you, that's, that's asinine. Underdog. Then we talking about a person that is 49, has not lost a, a match, you know, haven't lost a, a fight in his respective sport, in his respective sport. And he is the underdog to somebody who doesn't even fight his respect for sport. That's I don't even bother. You're right. To like uh-huh. That goes back to that question you asked. I think it was the first show also. Is Floyd willing to throw his to risk his legend, um, his legacy for a payday? See that that and, and, but uh, you know what? He already paid and he already make his own money, so I can't foresee it. I just can't foresee it. I can't it. either. I can't foresee it. I but don't want to see it. But I don't. I don't either. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you like this. Like, as as much money as Floyd got, and and he has a, a what we know, Floyd has a very lot, you know, a lot of money. Yeah. But let's just say, for greed purposes, Floyd bets on the odds, right? Okay. Either way. So, you know, let's say let's say he he loses, 
and he still take home whatever percentage he taking home, and he take on everything that he better than Vegas. The rich just got richer. Now you have to have a number two because oh, I can't go out with a loss. Now he's gonna come back and have another payday. But like you said, to risk his legacy over somebody that don't even box. Astronaut. That's crazy. I don't get it. Like you're not. Your legacy is is you're gonna have if you lose. No matter what your argument is, you lost. Or you True. can't say, oh, well, I'm 49 and old no more. <clears throat> that was right. a playful match. There's no such name. Like you got to tell me. So that, that, <laughs> that's been a, that's been a topic too. That's been a topic yeah. I've, I've heard this week. It, would they, they count right. it or should it should it count to his record? So they are already putting that up there. You know what I mean? Man, see this. And, and oh my God! Let me take you out to to Floyd's um, network. And this was as of um, this was as of last year, December twelfth, twenty sixteen. Um, two thousand sixteen. America's richest entrepreneurs under forty. Floyd's net worth at that time was three hundred and forty million. So, <laughs> does he have to throw his legacy? I mean, what number are they going to throw at you that you would feel that you need to? What they got to throw at you? Because they billions. The, the I mean, listen. Go ahead, lose the fight. You can make it. He can clearly. He can make the money. Clearly, he's gonna continue making money because you know once he retires, of course he's not gonna be fighting, but he's still into pro- promotions. He still has the money team. Um, you know, there's younger boxers underneath his brand that he's gonna bring up. So he's still gonna be making money. Now, is it worth him throwing away his legacy? You get, and when you do that, you can't go back and erase it. It's like, all right, we need to do over. You know what I'm saying? So, is it worth it? For I me, think, I, I, I would go no. I think he made it worth it when he accepted the fight. Because the thing <laughs> is, you, I mean, because at this point, your legacy is definitely solidified. But when you look at the wise, you don't even really need this fight. Like, this fight doesn't – I mean, this fight hurts you more than it benefits you because – Absolutely. Like you said, if you lose, then you got one loss. So, I mean, it doesn't help you like like it would have if you just would have not listened to the hype and just turned it down and just said, forget right. it. Yeah, you could beat me. It would have been over with. Yeah, just got it over. But, you know, being the man that he is, that's why I personally think it's more money-based and people are leading up to just because of of everything you know that's that's leading up to it. Even with the the pre fight and all that other stuff, when they going to New York, look at how it went. And when they went to all over the world, it was more of a of a of a distraction than anything. They can't even talk without him coming out in the Irish flag and with Connor coming out in the damn money team dressed all up like. <laughs> Almost like a clown show, man. <laughs> but it's gonna be interesting because this this is how big the fight is. Movie theaters have this fight for forty dollars. Wow! Wow! Isn't that something? <laughs> right. It's, it's like a, the movie theaters have this fight, which lets you know how big it is. So mm. that's interesting. And I, I'm, and Very. when when he fought Pacquiao, when when Mayweather fought Pacquiao, um, that fight, 
it, it, it grossed more than $600 million. And it was the highest grossing single-day sporting event. And Mayweather, from that fight alone, we're talking about just that one particular fight, took away $240 million for just that wow. one fight. That's it. And, I mean, at this time that this article was written, he his career earnings was $700 million. Jeez, I mean, huh? this, exactly. That was his career earnings. Now, I just, I, I'm so baffled and confused. I don't want him to throw that legacy away. I really don't. And I hope, you know, he doesn't and, and finish this thing out strong. Because, again, for me, y'all already know, it's, it's bigger than just them two people fighting. Bottom line, especially what's going on right now in this country, this day and age, it's definitely bigger than them two just getting in the ring acting crazy fighting. For me, it is. Yeah, right. I already see the blueprint on how McGregor's going. He's going to come out like a wild man. He's going to just run over in a rush. I'm just hoping Mayweather's ready for that type. I know that's what he's going to do. So, like, the straight attack. Just the bulldog attack, yeah, right? The yep. same way that they exactly the same way they do in the MMA. He's just gonna attack. He, I know that's what that's his only hope. So, so what happens when he tires out? Because you keep swinging, and, and mind you, you fight you fighting against one of the the greatest defensive fighters ever in Mayweather. Right. So when you throwing these blows and not connecting, well, <laughs> I mean, I, right. I don't. Watch, You're not the quickest guy. You're not a quick. Right. That I, was my I, next I, question. I just, you hit it. <laughs> yeah, he's not quick at all as far as hands boxing wise. I've seen him warm up. I'm like, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, unless they have something up their sleeve, guys, I don't see it being close. I really I don't. Me. So listen, when these guys in this MMA ring or UFC ring and they're throwing punches, what's with the counter movements? Because he's going to have to have some kind of counter move to fight Mayweather. Like, you throw a punch, you can't just stand there because I'm telling you, the man going to throw about two or three while you done threw your, your just one, and he's connecting. So whether he think that mosquito bites or not, Mayweather's punches are going to connect, and he's going to feel it. Right. That's that's the point I was trying to make when I was trying to say about my three-year-old. Not only my three-year-old. You take any three-year-old, and you sit and let them hit you in the face thinking just because they're smaller than you, it won't hurt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you it understand does. what I'm saying? It's yeah. going to hurt regardless. And enough of them, you're not going to sit there and want them to keep hitting you. It's going to be a time that it's just going to be a too much. Is a, it's too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? You're going to have your whole face thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, hey, listen, Saturday is is gonna be an interesting day. Um, you know, I'm definitely excited to see what goes on and what goes down. I know there's gonna be a lot of partying going on, and I'm quite sure there'll be a lot of arguments. Um, watching this fight as well, just within the people that's watching it. I hope there's no fights that break out watching the fight. But hey, you know, you got alcohol involved in sports and gambling. You already know the recipe. What you want to bet on the over under? <laughs> hey, I, don't, I don't even know about none of that. I'm gonna just stick to my plan over here. I just want them to win. <laughs> what you no, got no, I'm pretty sure. No, I, I mean as far as fights breaking out elsewhere oh, besides man. that fight. Oh, because, I'm pretty I, sure. I, you know what? I go with probably. I go at ninety percent on that. I'm gonna go ninety percent. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 I go at ninety percent on that one because I, I 
alcohol. You know, it's alcohol involved in the fight parties. And um, people just not agreeing with whatever on whoever side. The recipe for disaster. It's gonna go. It's gonna yeah. go down. <laughs> and my and my honest and final prediction is: if not, if Mayweather does not knock this guy out, it's gonna be a disqualification on McGregor's behalf. So you saying he he uh, he playing dirty ball because it's instant, yeah he gonna he, he's gonna do something dirty. Yep. It's it's instinctual. You know that's 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 tough. You you taking you taking somebody out of their comfort zone because again, like you guys said earlier, he's used to. Being able to kick, grab, hold, and do all these things—you can't do that. So, what happens when you are taken out of your element and have to actually just sit there and box? To Carl, <laughs> this guy, like you said, is an MMA fighter. He's got one of the biggest egos, just as Mayweather. They have big egos, right? So, you mean to tell me he has his whole countrymen and all of them behind him? He's in there taking the beating. You don't think he's gonna find a way out of there? Of course, have to. Of course, of course. And see, my, that's my just, thing with that's it, the way they are. That's the way they are. My, my find thing a way is, out. he's not but even didn't he lose his last his fight anyway. Yeah, see, that's exactly yeah, what I was absolutely. just saying. This man is not yeah, even absolutely. undefeated in his sport. So I don't, I don't yeah. understand it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know who set this up. Why they set it up. But I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't either, cause money. <laughs> That's true. It I mean, if I'm an MMA fighter, they offer me that. Hey, look, I'm I'm taking that. If my payday is gonna be the biggest I've ever ever seen and ever will see, um, this is the only fight I probably have to fight for the rest of my life. And I, you know, I mean, he can basically probably release yeah. off this fight. Honestly, he will exactly. And like Todd said earlier, the thing that really gets me with Mayweather. Bro, you have nothing to prove. You're in a no-win situation. Right. You're in a no-win situation, man. We already know you great. I don't know who you're oh, trying to prove it to. <laughs> You're in a no-win situation. If he wins, no. he should have beat, beat him. He's an MMA fighter. Absolutely. But they want him to lose, so they, they – they, uh, I just hope he knows what he's doing. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, hey. I hope so, too. Exactly. And, and people that, that, that fight is um, Saturday. And if you guys got any questions or comments for us while we're live on the air, you can text 754-200-5791. Again, that's 754-200-5791. Or call in at 929-477-3970, 929-477-3970. And, um, guys, let's, just, let's, let's switch topics real quick. We're going to switch gears. We're going to talk college football first. September 2nd is a day where we, all Florida teams are playing, and this is college football I'm talking about. You got FSU playing, UN playing, and uh, the uh, Florida Gators playing. Let's get let's talk about this Alabama-FSU matchup. That's at 8 o'clock let's on September 2nd. It. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 8, 8 p.m. on um, September 2nd, Alabama-FSU. Expectations. Todd, I'm going to let you jump off first, then Delvin. I got I to gotta hear what you got to say. So you know, I'm I'm gonna just as a as a true FSU fan, I'm gonna just be honest. If we don't have now, let's go back to last year. We don't have the the defensive line or the offensive line that Clemson has, but we may have the skill position. That's where the game is gonna either be won or lost for us. If we can maintain 
just the attack and everything that Alabama is going to bring, I think we'll be okay. But they, one thing we know about Alabama, they might, for the past 10 years, they probably have the best front seven in the past 10 years, like every year. Like these kids, I don't know where they go get them from, but these be some big old boys, and they all first-round picks. I know you don't base it off kids, but the, the, the crazy part is that's what they have. I mean, we more of a ACC-style type of team, so we're not as big and we're not as physical. But if we can hold our ground against them guys, I think it would be a more interesting game for Alabama than they have had in the previous couple of years because they blew out USC – they blew out whoever they played like the year before that. So, you know, at this point, it'll be good to see where where we both at. You know, we they coming off a tough loss in the national championship. We coming off of a year where we lost probably one of our better players in FSU history. So, you know, it's gonna be interesting. But as a true Seminole fan, of course, I'm definitely gonna be rooting for my team. <laughs> I feel you on that. So, Devin, let me get your take. Alabama versus FSU, who you got and why? I mean, Todd, Todd knows stuff, man. He, he was looking at the exact same pitch I was looking at because that's where it's going to be won or lost, in them trenches. And like you said, Alabama known for it. It's just can Florida State, can they, you know, can they do it for the for the full quarter? For the two half, you know, that's what it's about. But yeah. I'm going to use a high school – I'm going to use a high school game. Um, I watched IMG play Cal City. Okay. And um, I don't know if, if the listeners know anything about IMG, but let me give you a, a brief background of what this team holds. They got a six eight three eighty offensive lineman. They got another six six like 360 offensive lineman, all right? Ooh. For the first half, it was a very interesting game. The score ended up being 44-21 because they couldn't take that pounding. Like, yeah. when you bring something like that on a, on a full quarters, I don't give a damn who you got playing <laughs> where. If you don't have four one saps on defense and five Jonathan Ogden's on offense, you can't that's, – that's a beating – that your team just can't afford to take all day long because you they taking it, the linebackers taking it, and then they all transition to your safeties have to make plays. And once they start taking it, they're not even focusing on coverage. So, you know, defensively, it's hard to maintain against a team like that. And that's the, the kind of team that Alabama is, have been for the past couple of years since Nick Saban been there. Ooh, that's a you just you just said some some big boys down there at IMG and that's high school. <laughs> they, they went and got this kid from Australia. This kid is six eight, three hundred and eighty pounds. Good lord! Wow, a rugby player. I was like, man, a rugby player. Yep, he he so, played rugby. So he's so, agile on his feet. He he can move, but they have to teach him how to play. You can tell that he's. He's definitely raw, but mm-hmm. I think in due time, when somebody get him in their college system, that kid is, you'll, you'll hear about him. I don't know he, his he's name, a senior this but year? you'll definitely hear about him. He's a senior this year at IMG? I, he may be a senior. If not, he's a junior. But I know, like I said, if you, if you look that big sucker up, he's going <laughs> to pop up. 
They even did a, uh, I want to say they did like a little, a little ESPN thing for him. Like, Possibly. Because how big, how big he was. Six eight three eighty. Uh, you had you never can't played football that. before. Wow, you so can't you coach can't. that. You can't coach that. So I know every college probably at that guy just for the, those numbers that you just put out there alone. And he went to the right school. So yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. He definitely went to the right school. So now, Delvin, I'm going to come at you first and then, Ty, you time in. UM versus Bethune-Cookman, 12.30 p.m., September 2nd. Delvin, I know you all about the youth, so I don't even got to ask you who you feel like is going to win that game. But what are you expecting to see out there on that field September 2nd? I, I, it's sad to say because it's happening to Bethune-Cookman. <laughs> rest, in, rest in peace. Rest in peace to Bethune. But I, I, I honestly see, you know, we're we trying to show that we're back. You know, we enter in the season rank 18th, I think 18 or 19. That's the first time, you know, on a minute in the come out. Yeah, top twenty five yes, come sir. out on the come out. Mm-hmm. That's confidence. Them, them young guys have been waiting for for a long time to start the season like that. That's why I say I feel sorry for Bethune to be the first ones to to get the new and improved Kings because it's going down. Well, I'm talking fifty some odd points, sixty some odd points. Ooh. You know, it's, Ooh. yeah, y'all put so you 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 got y'all putting up numbers. That's oh, definitely, definitely. We we got people at those skill positions that you know they get a creases over. So that's what I'm waiting. That's why I can't wait to that October game. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. We jumping the gun already. Okay. Only thing I'm gonna say is I just can't wait to see Bethune cut me band at halftime. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even worried about the game. If if they if they put up anything less than what you said, then I know they're just getting ready for the season. But oh, okay, uh, I All mean, right. so what, so you, you know trying to say that's like a preseason if they don't put them type of points up? Yeah. They, they, okay. Oh no doubt. Right. It's a, I mean, just you know, UM to me has been waiting, like you said, been waiting for a long time. You know, for them to be in the top twenty-five at the beginning of the year, I'm personally happy. That means that. Florida football is standing Florida, and our team is finally getting better. And, you know, just to see the talent year in and year out that the U has, you know, for them to lose four and five games is, to me, you have to question what's going on. Because if you look at the NFL teams, they still with UN players too. So it has to be, it has to be something. You know what I mean? And, you know, they got – a good young core of athletes, a good solid young core of athletes, especially on that defense. So they're definitely going to be tough all year round for everybody. So you know, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it, just to get a a preview of uh, what should be for the year. Okay, all right. Hey, sound like we're working up on something when um when that matchup finally hits. So no disrespect to the Wildcats, but don't cook me. You know, I got a lot of. Friends and family who are alumni of, of, of BCU, um, but it sounds like uh, they may potentially and possibly be out of their league for this one. Um, no disrespect, but hey, like Ty said, the band at halftime, they win that battle, they good. Oh yeah, they're gonna win the band battle. They'll win that battle. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. They that's not even. Whoever goes to the game, they going to see the band too. So. <laughs> 
Not, they definitely not coming. They may come see the first team play like hopefully the first quarter and it's over. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a confident. You know what? It's good for a team to build confidence going into a long season. So me, mm-hmm. I don't mind a game like that for a team that 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 needs it. To be honest, I kind of wish we did because depending on what happened with Alabama, that can be a gift and a curse. Because if they beat us right. bad enough. Then they're gonna be like, oh boy, they go to flop. Yeah. But you know, if we stay in the game, make it a close game, or even if we win, you know, it's a different ball game. Our kids go into the season with confidence, and you know, the the tough ACC schedule ahead, we'll be prepared for. But you know, sometimes you need to beat a team by sixty, and in that way, you give your kids hope—not false hope, but you get them something to be excited for, so they start uh, building. You give them that feeling, yes. Absolutely. But I like the Florida State-Alabama game. I'm going to just throw it out there. I don't know which way it's going. 31-17. It's going to be a two-score game. Ooh, 31-17? That's the final. You don't know who got 31, huh? But the funny thing, I can see Florida State scoring 31. But I don't, you know, that's the funny thing about that game. I don't know if Alabama has enough to score 31. Saving And that's, you know what? And that's Alabama – and that's the thing. Like, I don't know either if they can score 31, but if you let them suckers stay on the field long enough, they <laughs> right. They, they wind you down, they beat you down, exactly. So you're in trouble. So, you know, but like the other game, I know um, Takara want to talk about, which is going to be an even more interesting game. Yes, than, yes, I'm getting to it. In the mm-hmm. Florida State and, um, and Alabama is the Florida Michigan game. Yes, yes, that's wow. at three thirty. That's three thirty yeah. September second. Yes, sir. So, what's the thoughts yeah, I, on I, that? You got Harbaugh over there, man. <laughs> right. That guy knows how to win. Like he, yes, whatever he does, that guy knows how to win, man. So, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how. Um, Florida got all these transfer quarterbacks, so I want to see how they put with the with that great talent they have over there because they're not lacking at skill positions at all, and that okay. defense is still one of the best defenses in the nation. But they, like I said, the last conversation, the last talk show, I still don't understand how UF don't have a, a top tier quarterback. I still really don't understand that. Well, like, you know, I gave my, you, I gave you my opinion. You know, it's, it's the right, and I and I get it, and I'm and I'm with you with that too. But it's like you can have a kid go to Nevada like Colin Kaepernick did, and you have let's okay. I got another prime example: the tall guy from um from University of Memphis. He's a Florida kid. Hmm. You let this kid go all the way to University of Memphis and get drafted the first round like like a year ago. I forgot his name, but. That's just my point. Another Florida kid, the Gators didn't even offer this guy. Like, mm-hmm. and they needed a quarterback. We had Jameis at the time, so we didn't. But how you let a kid like that get out of Florida? Even Miami. Yeah. How you let a kid like that get out of Florida? And then, you know, you come and you watch everything into it, and then you see the first thing they say from Florida, blah, 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 University of Memphis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, how did that happen? Right, how did well, that I, happen? Like, 
I think the Canes learned from that because we definitely hit a home run with this Takosi Perry kid. Yeah. Next yeah. year, y'all watch that kid. I'm surprised. Well, I know why we went. We chose. I know why Rick chose to go the way he went with um, Rozier because of the um, experience. But this this freshman man, y'all just pay attention to that name. He, he oh, I, I, I know about him. He oh, he gonna okay. be tough, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna be tough. So so you saying that you got some jewels down there? Yeah, the U yeah. always have them yeah. down there. They always have, had to have a coach. Yeah, we needed a coach to tool them, man, to get them right. Yeah. All you need. Hey. Same so way with the same as the, the Dolphins, the same thing. You can have yeah, the players, but you got to have them leaders, man. You got to get them leaders that know what they're doing from that top <laughs> office all the way to the field. Since yeah, you since you brought up the Dolphins, since you brought them up, we might as well just jump right in and switch gears to those guys. Um, they got a preseason game tomorrow at seven in Philly. Um, starters, I'm I'm predicting are gonna they're gonna play a lot more than what we've seen in the past. But for the for last week's game that you did see the starters in there, what were your thoughts? How did you feel? Well, personally, I, I wanted more. I need to see more because what I saw. It was too, it was it was not enough, but I did like the way Cutler got rid of the ball. I love the fact that he, you know, one for the first down he picked the two first downs he got with Devontae Parker. Showed me a little chemistry, so I'm like, yeah, I need to see more. You know, I don't care about the final score. You know, it's preseason. Of course. Yeah. Todd, what were your thoughts? I agree. I wanted to see more, but for cautionary reasons, after Jay took that hit, the coach did the best thing you can ever do. With a ten million dollar investment, get your tail out of there. <laughs> uh, get out of there. Yep. Yeah, get your butt out, and we'll see you when we see you. Cause see that right there is, you know, it's only preseason, but that's not a good sign for your quarterback to get hit freely like that. Because no. those things with with Jay not working out, it ain't like he was active. He was literally the following week would have been in the booth calling the game. So Correct. I knew he was at home. I know he was probably not doing his best training as if he was going to the season, but exactly. either way, you don't want him to take a hit like that, man. That that was a, a straight, no block, no nothing. Just let him go. Oh, yeah, I held my breath on that one. I held, definitely <laughs> held my really? breath on that one. I thought uh, his shoulder was messed up, though. Right. I, think, I thought his shoulder was messed up. But I think, I think the Dawkins got, like I said, man, they got a lot of promise. Like, they – Definitely got a lot of a lot of promise into to them being actually pretty good. So, you know, it just take time, have to put it all together. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? I'm hearing a lot of good things out of the camp. A lot of the um, rookies that's on defense has has been, you know, stating that the veterans have been giving them advice, helping them out, talking to them at all times. And you know what? That's what you need. The coach, you know, the coach does coach, but when you got the veterans coaching. As well, you know that that brings together your team conglomerate, you know. So absolutely, absolutely. yeah, chemistry is is major with that. So you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to definitely seeing um where the starters play tomorrow, and, um, and then, just seeing you know, what they can do. And and the team, I, I think, are really on to something. And know we have a chance. You go out and find another guy like Ray Mali, uh, Mal Malibugo, whatever his name is from Cincinnati. Yes, yes, so, yes. Him next, him next to a Tim is man. It, it, that's showing me that they know it's about now. We got it right now. You know, yeah. let's get the front seven solidified, and we can go right now. Right. 
It's so, going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. Promise you that. Yeah, Ray can yeah. play. He can play a little ball. He can play. I just hope he's still got a little bit in the tank. I don't think he's an old guy. <laughs> Hey, no, you I, know think, what? I think he, I think he got a little bit to offer. Okay. Right. And, 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 and with that being said, I think Coach Gates is gonna definitely manage those minutes correctly. You know that's important. Um, you know when you have a player of his caliber, that's you know that you question if they got some left in the tank. You know you just have to um, monitor those minutes, and when he's in there, just make sure he's maximizing whatever he's putting out on that field. Yeah. And, and shout out, man, to to McMillan going down because I was speaking about him all camp long. I really mm-hmm. was hoping that he he could have got a chance to show his skills. Yeah, you know. But yeah, next year, tough. I know he'll come back strong. He'll definitely come back strong next year. That, but, that was tough. Yeah. We 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 set we set for now. It's either now. I think so. You know what I mean? You 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 bring in the weapons for Tannehill. He goes down, so you bring in a guy like Cutler with the weapons already here. It's there. It's there. Yeah. Who now, now? Let me ask you, Delvin. Who was your um, surprise receiver, should I say, that so far that you've seen in preseason that you feel um, is going to be a contributor to this team? Oh man, it's be honest with you. I'm just waiting to see the young. I, I want to see more uh, of the um, chemistry with Parker, honestly, because I know. Okay. I know what Steels is going to give you. I know what Landry is going to give you. I'm just want I want to make sure Parker is that guy that I think he is, you know. Okay. But then you know, and then we have. I, I'm hoping as the young guy to make the team. We had the guy who set the record for us a couple of weeks back. That's um, what I'm saying. Uh, I forgot his name. Um, some fellow. Yes. Yeah, you're talking about um, from uh from. What do you want, Ole Miss? Yeah, yeah, Ole yeah, Miss. Like that. Ole Miss. Yeah, he went to Ole Miss. Yeah, that guy showed me something, man. Yeah. Man, that so. kid hit a second good. Like, phew. Yeah, <laughs> right. hey, man, it's just off speed alone. And clearly he can catch the yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah. You see, yeah, if he don't you, make man. the Dolphins, he, he might make someone's roster just off that play alone, giving it, you know, so they can see, you know, what he has to offer. Yeah, I think so because I think he's been having a, a pretty solid preseason up until this point. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Even even last week he um he played pretty good, but I'm with you on on Parker, man. To me, he haven't sold me yet that he's right. He's who they who they say he was. Like I think he <laughs> he has the most he has the most to prove out of right. everybody. Like you said, the I other ones you know what you're gonna get, but him right. I'm not too sure. He laid. Did you notice the one? And what make me say that? Because yeah, I know he can catch the ball. Like I know he he got good radius at you know catching the ball. But it was one particular play on was it last? No, it was not last. It was the week before last when the guy made the ninety nine yard catch that Mm -hmm. that year that week. It was a little slant that they threw over to Parker. He had to get like four yards, and the way it was just a soft every effort. Everything was just like so soft, and I I need him to go harder than that. And I, yeah. me, and, me and a couple of the guys sat and we watched that. And we like, see, that ain't going to make my – I don't like that. Landry would have broke that and got that first down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or he would have made a better effort to get that first down. Yeah. Do you do you think he feels – let I'll use the word safe. Like, you know, he feels he's, he's solidified in what – in his position on the team. Now, see, you can't be solidified when you got a young rookie coming in here who's eager just to play in the NFL – 
not just right. playing for the Dolphins, but to play in the NFL, period, and set a record, 99 yards. So you would think yeah. that would psychologically make him want to bring it because nothing nothing is set in stone. Right. right. That's true, when you when you look at when you look at the big picture and you see him on the sideline, he got his hat on, he's chilling with the, with the fellas, <laughs> with the manager and food and all them guys, that tells you where his mindset is. His mindset is not on competing, but little does he know, see, he's getting ready for his second contract soon. And right. what they're looking at is, who are you? Like, like you said, we got a young guy. We could play league minimum compared to your first-round draft pick money. We're going to exactly. get rid of you. Right. So we yep. can clear the team, and we can go get two of you to do what you yep. did. If you don't do absolutely yep. nothing. So this is make or break year. If 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 you the GM, if you the GM, and you got to make a decision on, on on Parker right now, this is his make or break year. He's he's on full audition. Yep, no doubt. I mean, he and he has to look at it that way. He's not only and here's another thing that he doesn't understand. You're not just make a break year for the Dolphins, you for the NFL. Because if you get cut or if you get released, or if they try to trade you, you got to have some type of value. Like you can't go out there and give them your best and you had 20 catches for 300 yards, that sucks. Like nobody's (laughs) going to pay you the money that you can potentially be worth if that's your best effort. But – if you go out there week in and week out and the people see the kind of effort you're putting in and how hard you're working to get better, then people see that and they'll say, you know what, push kind of show, I might give this kid a chance. And that's yeah, what they have to do. They'll look at his upside. And a lot of yeah. people still get jobs and they depend on their upside. You got to you gotta hit that ceiling or pass that ceiling one day. You got to keep it, you know, to me, like you say, Parker, he, he has it. Like he, he has the attitude that I'm, I'm already on this team. I'm good. I'm locked in, and that's why I want this guy. I, I don't want. What is that last name? Is it Stringfellow or something like that? Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. I, that, like you said, that guy. If he gonna, I, I would, I would love to be the GM for the Dolphins right now and have them two in my office, not at the same time. But I would let, I would let Parker know your job is up for jeopardy. You haven't you haven't done anything that you that you feel <laughs> should keep you here for the some odd dollars we're paying you. Hey, I'm on the show. You're right about I, that. I, they I have a lot of that. money. Totally. Hey, I'm on the show. Mm-hmm. So you know, also not only that, I see a um a spot in the back, the running back. I see a job for um grabs with that also. All right, who 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 exactly you you see on that? Let me know. Talk to me. I'm starting to see a battle with the guy Perry, number thirty-four, hey. and Damian Williams. You know, Listen, I think Perry that can, runs hard. He runs real yeah. hard. He does. You know he does. He runs. So maybe we can do some things with Damian Williams. You know, hey, you know, you just to me, you just don't do it. You you're good. I like you. Okay, you okay. 
Okay. But I think this guy here might bring a little bit more, and maybe I can get something for you too. <laughs> so, now let me ask you how how would you utilize Damian Williams though? Because I mean, listen, I watched Perry and I'm like, dang, kid runs hard. I, I mean, he fumbled the part uh, was it the kick return, but the right. play prior to that, I think he scored, and you can see yeah. how hard he was running. So yep. and then you you get Damian Williams in the game and it's like, ah, <laughs> you right. know. It's too much. It's too much of the short stutter stepping um, with me with Williams. I, you know, the stutter stepping and the little short, choppy steps. You're not big enough to to me for that. And that's just his style of running. He was good in in college, but it don't work in the NFL. Not for me. Nah, it don't work. Cause you got those people coming at you. Linebackers running faster than receivers coming down here, but you're in trouble. Right. <laughs> and they they moving out there. I mean, those linebackers and even your your defensive ends, those guys are moving, man. So, you know, you gotta bring something to the table. And like I said, when I watched Perry last week, you know, he runs hard. That was one of the things you know, I was talking to a couple of people. I'm like, man, the kid runs hard. That's all you can ask for, you know. J Train gonna do his thing, but when you can add another. Kind of like a power runner in there with speed. That that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot on any defense. Oh yeah, you have to prepare for it on defense, absolutely. And that's where you can get your mismatches and all of that. And Damian Williams just don't do. He don't set a mismatch for me. <laughs> he really don't. I mean, I like I like his I like his effort. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's just not enough. You know, you got to have ballers on. You, you got to have it, man. You got to be able to set mismatches up in that foot. It's a chess game. I'm with you. you. I'm with you. That's fact. That is fact. You, you must compete. Definitely in the preseason. So even when you're under contract, you know, nobody's really safe. You know, you got a couple You got a couple people who's probably safe and, you know, with their respective position. But when it comes to – you know, when you got young guys coming in to make a team and you got a coach who isn't necessarily in the, into the political game as, all right, you've been here, you know, you got seniority. Right now, people are trying to win at the end of the day. You know, we want oh, victories. Yeah. <laughs> and we want them victories oh, yeah. with whoever going to put them out. So it's all about getting ready for this upcoming season. You know, you want the job, how hard you're going to go for your job. No. It sure is, and they're trying to find a way to save money. Yes, Lord. Right. <laughs> if they can find a way to not make that long-term investment in you, you best believe you're out of here. Okay. <laughs> That's where the business side comes in then. Okay. Yeah, because they have a rule. They have a rule where I want I want to say it's when you are a vested vet, I want to say like six, even six or seven, where – a lot of guys, if you notice, they get cut and re-signed after the first after the first day, because right. what happens is, see, if I if I sign you as a vested vet after like eight years, your full contract is guaranteed. Ooh. But yeah. I can cut you and bring you back. Oh yeah, you you done. I don't have to pay you all that money no more. Mm. I, I can cut you. So it's like. They have so many ways of playing all these tricky, tricky games, but you know, it's a lot of things behind the scenes that that football 
just will make you not like it. <laughs> but it goes with any business, anything that involves a lot, a lot, a lot of money. I mean, you know, you just have to be prepared to play the game back with them at the end of the day. So Very true. And it's all about maximizing, you know, what you got out there on the field. That's for sure, too. You have to. If not, have to. I'm telling you, you got to take advantage of what's going on and, you know, hey, we'll see what's up. Let, and we're talking all sports. Now, let's make that clear real quick. Yeah, that's all sure. sports, too. Oh, yeah. Little ones that are listening. That's all yeah. sports. You got to be prepared. Yes, sir. Definitely. Now, let me ask you guys this. You know, in, in the light of, you know, Colin Kaepernick and, you know, the kneeling and what's going on with that, we're starting to see more players take that kneel, you know, um, with each other. And we're starting to see the white players starting to kneel and show their support of the black players. How powerful is that? Delvin, I'll let you go first on that. Well, honestly, I'm happy to see that as far as the players uniting, but that still doesn't stop where we at in America. Of course. You understand what I'm saying? But I, I like the fact that, you know, because let me tell you, let me just switch gears real quick and tell you a little brief story. When I was growing up, when I was a little kid, I had little white buddies. We cool. We played with each other all day. No problems at all. At all. Which goes to show you that it starts in the family, in the in the home. People are mm-hmm. teaching this hatred. You understand? You don't just you're not born hating people. You feel mm-hmm. me? My moral of that story. But as I got into high school, that same kid that I grew up with every day to play became what they call the skinhead racist. Right. Mm. But knowing his family background, knowing his family, his family wanted nothing to do with him after the fact. Right. And these are, you know, and that just goes to show me it, it still is about who you deal with. He went, you know, as he got older, started hanging with the, I guess, that crowd, you know, people that was on hate. True. But I knew wow. from the jump, he used to play with me like we were brothers, you know what I mean? So yeah. until we, until the rest of the world or people learn, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the fact that they're standing up for each other as players. But to start making sense to those who are, you know, who, who they're doing it for, these organized crime units, police, you know what I mean? To, until they start making a difference, it's like, what are they doing it for? Right. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Todd, what's your take? Well, I, listen, I... I agree, man. Like it's 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 good to see like um the players finally unite because they don't understand that. They voice right. deeper than they know. Mm-hmm. But it's just so much the issue at hand is is almost <laughs> like ridiculous because it's like yeah. you know, you look at those people in in um Charlottesville and you say to yourself, That can be my coworker out there too, if we was to do the right. rally. You know, and it's like they smile, people smile in your face, and and it becomes, you know, almost like a like a movie to them. Like they smile in your face, absolutely. but they hate you behind your back. You know, but yeah, I heard a very, a very interesting view on the subject about Charlottesville. And, you know, that's just one incident of, of millions and millions that, you know, we probably neglect or we don't talk about, but 
you know, a radio personality said it became a problem when they started talking about the Jews. See, <laughs> when they was in when they was in Charlottesville, like he said, it's not a it wasn't a it wasn't our fight for the first time. It was mm-hmm. their fight against each other. Yeah, we and have so to do it. When but when we look at it, no matter how it is put, we are always thrown back in. Right. You know, we are That's always placed back in the fight. It was like if you look at the crowd over the past couple of rallies, there's barely any black people. Yeah. Because see now right. we're starting to understand that, okay, yeah, let's laugh at the black man until they talk about me. Now mm-hmm. I'm with the black man. Right. See, now yep. I'm a problem because they causing problems to our money. When you cause right. problems, Problems to money. Now you got real serious problems, and they know that in order to make any type of progress in this world, you need money. And when you have people with this Hitler type mentality, that's an issue because all it's going to take is for one of them to incite a riot on them. Now they gonna understand how we feel. Yeah, and right. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm going to tell you something. My thoughts on, you know, the Charlottesville event, of course, you know, you don't want to see it, but that's not our battle. We don't have nothing to do with that. But like you said, Todd, they brought us in because you know what I started seeing? Black Lives Matter. But it was no black people out there. Why bring us in that? Y'all fight y'all battle yourself. We got enough battles we got to fight with amongst ourselves. Leave us out of that. Don't bring us into nothing y'all got going on. Because you're not going to benefit us at the end of the day. But see, they had to bring us in because without them bringing us in, the sad part is Charlottesville is irrelevant. Yeah. You have to throw in people that that's not just saying Black Lives Matter. Because think about it like this. About in the Mississippis, the Tennessees, like the Georgias, where these rally goes on all the time, these Nazi mm-hmm. rallies, not the I hate black people, but the Nazi type rallies. Right. We don't hear from those because we don't have people out there saying Black Lives Matter. What it is is them versus them, which cause is is no media for that because right. they don't want the world to see that they actually have that going on here. Right. They don't want them to see that because at the end of the day, that'll let them know that we so messed up that now we fighting each other. Now they fighting each other. Right. And so when you throw in Black Lives Matter, what you do, you add in the media, you add in other aspects of it, and then, boom, now you got we right back in the mix. And we have to be smart enough to use this as a stepping stone for us. Let's fly under the radar for once. Let's rebuild our communities. Let's rebuild ourselves. And then that way, whenever they want to bring whatever they're supposed to be bringing, we're ready. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I stay so fly. I, yeah. Other people mess, so now we write back in. Yeah, and see, even even when they even when they try to throw us in, not just it's just decline the invitation. Be like, no, that's not us. That's not that that one right there. That's all y'all. Because yeah. when when I when I gather knowledge about it and I'm looking on the screen, oh. That's that's not us. But why can't we play that game? Because see, they play that same game. 
It doesn't affect them. So they don't even get involved. But now that it affects them, now you drag us in and see, here we go. They use us on both sides of that spectrum. And like you just said, you know, we got to learn to go ahead and just do what we do and stay in our own lane and mind our own business. That right there didn't have nothing to do with us. Let them battle that out. Let them figure out what they're going to do. And let's just stay where we at. Bottom line. Yep, I agree. Bottom line, let them have their own war and let them finally see how it feels to (laughs) be on the opposite end. Not saying that they haven't before, the Jews anyway, but when it comes to that guy over there that was in Germany a long time ago. But my thing is they don't know, you know, how it's – they haven't felt that in a long time. Right. And for the first time in a long time, now they like, damn, here we go again. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a good feeling to know that it's another group besides us that's having to deal with something for just being a human being. Right. I mean, exactly. now that we are so-called the bottom race of the whole entire earth, now there's another one that's resurfacing that was considered the bottom race right next to us. So it's like that's money. In America, and when you mess with money, you mess with a whole level of BS that you don't want to deal with, and that's what's going on. Yeah, hello.